Why do you think we're going to talk about talents today? Anybody give me, a, give me an answer. Don't feel shy. These are all your peers. What? Because everyone has them. Okay. I would agree. Everyone has them for a purpose. To be the best servant we can be, we must use the gifts and talents and skills that God has given us. I like that you brought that up. We're going to talk about that today. They're a part of who we are. Okay, let me touch on that for a second. Theme is who am I, right? That one of the biggest parts you will find in your life that defines who you are is what you do. In America, um, in our society, when we're trying to get to know someone, what's one of the first things we ask them? What's your name? If you're forward enough, what's your number? I don't get that one a lot. What was that? What do you do? What do you do for a living? Right? Kind of want to make some connections, see what, what kinds of things they do in their life. And then you kind of go from there and decide, oh, well, maybe we can talk about this topic or whatnot. Um, but absolutely, that's one of the big things. Uh, I don't know if teenagers do that as much. I don't think you go into school and uh, say to your, to your classmate that you just met, hey, what do you do for a living? But as you get older, that will become kind of the, the boring conversations that you have with people. Yea, a man say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. What do you think this means here, found in James? Our faith is better with works than without it. In fact, they are vital to our faith. Faith without works is... Faith without works is... Like your response. Faith without works is... There we go. Okay. You guys are sounding a little dead this morning. You must not have enough works in your life. We're going to talk about three things today. Um, There's a lot of bad puns in here. I'm sorry. So we're going to come down to earth on this one. What is the difference between gifts, talents, and skills? Is there a difference? Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. Maybe they're all the same thing. Abilities used for the kingdom of God are not always the obvious ones. Okay? You, each one of you, are in a prime position to use those gifts and those talents for the purpose of edifying the body of Christ and for glorifying God. Okay, so now let's get a handle on things. I know, I know. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants 
and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Anyone know what this is called? This reference? It's referred to as something, and it's much longer than this, but we're not going to read it all today. The of the parable of the talents. Okay. Um, We know in this story that the first two men use those talents and they do something wise with them. What do they do? They invest them. And what happens? They multiply. What about that third guy who got one? Buried it. Interesting. But he that had received one went and digged it in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Now, when the Lord returned, was he very happy with this man? No, he was very wroth, in fact. How many of you said, I am just so wroth with you today, ever? Nobody. Okay, but... Furious might be a better, a better term, right? I am so furious with this person. I gave them this. I expected something back from them. And they went and basically wasted it. Put it in the ground. It's gone. Do you all remember a sermon? Or, or I guess let me ask this first. Who was here last year at, at Eastern Camp? Most of you? Who wasn't here? I'm sorry, this next point, um, you'll just kind of have to imagine it. Okay. (laughs) So we have, uh, we had a sermon on Friday. Anybody remember who preached? Brother Tom Hurtick. Um, Anybody remember what that was about? Gaining purchase. Gaining purchase. Wow. That is amazing. I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. Yes. What does that mean? Cleave to the rock. That's right. Okay. He also talked about if we are on this pinnacle or this island surrounded by water and we start to get complacent in life, we do something to that pinnacle to make it better. What do we do? We covered it with something. Dirt. Dirt. He used another word. Sod. Make it more comfortable. Um... I think that often, unintentionally, while trying to make ourselves more comfortable in life, we not only bury that pinnacle with sod and things, comforts, but we also unintentionally bury some gifts, talents, and skills that God has given us. So, gifts, talents, and skills, what are they? Okay, you're like five steps ahead of me. How about a, a, a more general response? A characteristic that's good, that has a lot to do with it? Okay, that's good. 
So, talents and gifts, as we have heard, are not the same thing. The unfortunate thing is that as, um, as Christians, we have this uh, sense, of, uh, sense of lingo where we like to throw out big words, um, propitiation, things like that. Um, and we have kind of a, our own language. So, uh, a lot of times people will say, wow, God has really gifted you with uh, music or the ability to sing. Or God has really gifted you with any number of, of, uh, of talents. Now, if a gift and a talent is not the same thing, we, we kind of blur those lines. So we're going to try to clean that up so we can figure out what the differences are. But first, let's take a look at the similarities. Gifts, talents, and skills all come from God. If a spiritual gift comes directly from God, how do you think uh, talents come from God? If they are something we are born with and they come naturally, they're in our genes. Okay. So if, if, if a talent is, is, comes from our genes, how does that come from God? Because God made you. God placed you uh, in this earth with the parents that you had, in the body that you have, with the genes that you have for His purpose and for how He saw fit. And does God make a mistake when He does that? No, no. I saw uh, a kind of ridiculous post on, uh, on Facebook the other day that said, um, I was actually born to be a princess. <laughs> and then it says, no, seriously, somebody ought to fix this. I'm thinking, okay, well, sometimes we, we expect ourselves to be uh, something we're not. But remember, God does not make mistakes. The similarity... Uh, for gifts, talents, and skills is that they are also perfected through practice. They're given for the benefit of others. Um, edification. What does that word mean? Edification. To edify. To lift up. What else? To fulfill. To encourage. Absolutely. So our gifts and skills are not necessarily there for our own pleasure, despite what we may think. And they can be owned in multiplicity. Okay, let's, let's flip things around here. <laughs> Tough crowd. Okay. So the differences. Talents, gifts, skills. And we've touched on this a little bit. We all know that each one of these things come from God because God is omnipotent and he has, he, He's seen the future before it happens and how He's created us determines what talents we may have. A lot of talents are genetic. Give me some examples of genetic talents. Singing. Uh, yes, I guess music in general would, would go under that, but that's part of it. Tone and, and intonation, things like that. 
Can you say that again? Built to play sports. Um, growing up, I don't think I was built to play sports. <laughs> well, I wasn't built to play basketball, I'll tell you that much. Uh, I just don't have the, um, what is it? Height, that's the one. <laughs> but I know it, and I'm okay with that. Um, but yes, absolutely. Coordination, sports, the ability to do those things. What else? And being artistic, absolutely. Some people look at certain colors and go, um, wow, that looks great together, or ooh, why do you do that shirt with those pants? Right? What else? Any other ideas? Articulation? Yeah, I think that could be. That also has to do with your environment and your upbringing, I think, to a certain degree. What's what? Articulation, it's how clearly you speak. So if that, that, that's bad articulation, right? I, I, I'll, I'll get just a second. Let me think about it. It is something that develops. There may be, there may be a portion that, that is involved in your gene. You definitely know, notice that sometimes in certain families that preachers come one after the next, right? Um, so there may be a certain genetic element in that. Let's talk about the channel for gifts. They come from God through what channel? The Holy Spirit. How does that happen? We just all of a sudden wake up one morning and we're good to go with a certain gift. We'll talk about it. Skills. How do we learn skills or how do we um, obtain skills? They're taught by other people. Good reader. Absolutely. We can't gain skills unless we do something. What is it? Practice, yes, but we need to do something else. We need to seek direction for those skills. Okay, now who gets talents, gifts, and skills? Who do you think gets talents? What's that? Everyone gets talents. Do we know a lot of unchristian or um, I dare say ungodly individuals who are very, very talented. Bon Jovi. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are plenty of examples of people using talents that have come through genes but are still given by God but they're using them entirely for the wrong purposes. So everyone gets talents. Gifts. Good guess. Christians. Christians, absolutely. Because they come from where? Holy Spirit. From Christ. Ah, oh, i got to stop jumping ahead of myself. Those who seek. Fast readers. People who receive skills are basically those people who go out and look to learn them. Now, granted, some people will learn certain skills better than others because of the talents that they have, but that is something that 
really anyone can, can learn certain, uh, certain skills. We have schools dedicated specifically for learning skills rather than um, learning about philosophy and other exciting topics. Okay, when do you receive talents? Okay, so if it's genetic, you receive it when you are born. If it is uh, through the environment, you, you learn it growing up is, is where those talents are manifested. So yes, absolutely. How about uh, gifts? When do we receive gifts of the Holy Spirit? When he feels we're ready for them. I think sometimes they're manifested when... when he feels we're ready for him, or they're made clear to us, or possibly when we need to use them. Any other, other ideas? If we receive talents at birth, when do we receive gifts? Almost. What's that? When you give your life to the Lord, when you are... Born again at new birth. Sometimes it takes a little time before those gifts are clear to us. Okay, skills. When do you think we receive those? What's that? As they're learned. Absolutely. Okay. So, more than meets the eye. What do you think... uh, What do you think I mean by that? Gifts, talents, skills can be more than meets the eye. I'll give you a couple examples. Give me a list of talents, skill, uh, talents and gifts. Let's go with that. Yes, right now. Shout them out. Running Running fast. Okay, not what I expected. When you think of talents, gifts, and skills, playing piano, excellent. Being good at academics. What else? Public speaking. Okay, good. Singing. More. Drawing. Cooking. Eating. You laugh. You laugh. Uh, a gentleman ate 69 hot dogs this year at the... At this. I don't understand that personally, but... Um, not sure if that one would fall under uh, something we could use for the edification of the body, since gluttony is a sin. But what else? Praying and public speaking. Preaching. Private speaking. I like that. No, no, I like that because it is an extremely important gift. Counseling. Psalm directing. Psalm, is that what you said? Song, song. It's the accent. That, okay. What else? Being encouraging. Okay, of all those things that we listed... Do you think they could uh, be used for the kingdom of God? Yes. 
Absolutely. I would say I would say 99%, maybe with the exception of of um, being really good at eating. I would say even running fast, even running fast could be used for the kingdom of God. Want to look at well, gifts, talents, and skills don't have to fall under what we consider to be normal. Usually we say things like singing, preaching, teaching, evangelism, um, speaking in tongues, you know, the normal. Okay, I have, a, uh, I have two stories I want to share with you. One um, is going to be a little, a little distant from what we normally experience on a day-to-day basis, but it has a point, so... Uh, it's just a short video, so we'll need to make sure the sound is up for that. It's a TED Talk. Very inspiring. This is where I live. I live in Kenya, at the south parts of the Nairobi National Park. Those are my dad cows at the back. And behind the cows, that's the Nairobi National Park. Nairobi National Park is not fenced in the south where I live, which means wild animals like zebras migrate out of the park freely. So predators like lions follow them, and this is what they do. They kill our livestock. That lion is It's one of the cows which was killed at night, and I just woke up in the the morning and I found it dead and I felt so bad because it was the only bull we had. My community, the Maasai, we believe that we came from heaven with our, all our animals and all the land for hurting them and that's why we value them so much. So I grew up hating lions so much. The Morans are the warriors who protect our community and the livestock. And they were so upset about this problem. So they killed the lions. It's one of the six lions which were killed in Nairobi. And I think this is why the Nairobi National Park lions are few. So a boy from six to nine years old in my community is responsible for his dad cows. And that's the same, same thing which happened to me. So I had to find a way of solving this problem. And the first idea I got was to use fire, because I thought lions were scared of fire. But I came to realize that that didn't really help, because it was even helping the lions to see see through the caution. So I didn't give up. I continued. And the second idea I got was to use a scarecrow, I was trying to trick the lions that I was standing near the cow shed. But lions are very clever. (laughs) They will come the first day, and they see the scarecrow, and they go back. But the second day, they'll come and they say, this thing is not moving here, it's always here. (laughs) So (laughs) it jumps in and kills the animals. So one night, I was walking around the cow shed with a torch, and that day, the lions didn't come. And I discovered that lions were afraid of a moving light. So I had an idea. 
Since I was a small boy, I used to work in my room for the whole day. And I even took apart my mom's new radio. And that day, she almost killed me, but... <laughs> but I learned a lot about electronics. <laughs> so, I got an old car battery, an indicator box, it's a small device found in the motorcycle, and it helps motorists when they want to turn right or left, it blinks. And I got a switch, I can switch on the lights, on and off. And that's a small touch from a broken flashlight. So I set up everything. As you can see, the solar panel charges the battery, and the battery supplies the power to the small indicator box. I call it a transformer. And the indicator box makes the lights to flash. And as you can see, the bulbs face outside because that's where the lions come from. And that's how it looks to lions when they come at night. The lights flash and trick lions that I was walking around the cow shed, but I was sleeping in my bed. <laughs> so I set it up in my home two years ago, and since then we have never experienced any problem with the lions. And my neighboring homes heard about this idea. One of them was this grandmother. She had a lot of uh, animals being killed by lions. And she asked me if I can put the lights for her, and I said, yes. So I put the lights, you can see at the back, those are the lion lights. Since now, I've set up seven bombers around my community, and they're really working. And my idea is also being used now in all over Kenya for scaring other predators like hyenas, leopards, and also it's also being used to scare elephants away from people's farms. Because of this invention, I was lucky to get a scholarship in one of the best schools in Kenya, Brookhouse International School, and I'm really excited about this. My new school now is coming in and helping by fundraising and creating an awareness. I even took back my friends to my community and we're installing the lights to the homes which don't have, and I'm teaching them how to put them. So one year ago, I was just a boy in the savannah grassland, hiding my father's cows, and I used to see planes flying over, and I told myself that one day I'll be there inside. So, and here I am today. Uh, I got a, a chance to come by plane for my first time for TED. So. My big dream is to become an aircraft engineer and pilot when I grow up. I used to hate lions, but now because my invention is saving my father's cows and the lions, we're able to stay with the lions without any conflict. Surely, it means in my language. Thank you. Okay. Interesting story. What does that have to do with talents and gifts? I don't know. I um, want to tell a different story, and it's another young boy, about 15, 16 years old. Um, let me just start by saying that some of the things that this boy did, um, I, I had, it's, it's not me, it, it's, 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 another, it's another brother that's, uh, that's close to me, but um, I was able to be a part of... of the, the things that he did. 
Um, about 15 years old, unconverted, comes to camp, realizes that there could be, uh, there could be some, some help. There's some help that's needed in the audio department. He happens to be pretty good with computers, and so he decides that uh, he wants to help out in that regard, does so. And um, eventually, as he grows older, becomes converted, he finds himself in a position where he's literally uh, leading a lot of the audio activities that go on at camp, recording forums like this one, working with the soundboards, training people on how to use those those features. But in 2004, uh, his home church got a, a camera, okay? A camera that was going to be used for basically sending some video down to a baby monitor in a, in a baby room. Um, nothing more than that. But he says to himself, you know what? I think it would be awesome if we could film uh, Eastern Camp. Okay. So he takes this camera to camp. Now keep in mind, um, probably about 2004, uh, bringing something like a camera into the sanctuary was a little, a little on the edge. But talks to the advisors, gets it approved, sets a camera in the back, and sits there and uh, films some of the services. Decides to make some DVDs to sell. That went pretty well. People were pretty excited about it. So he decides, well, that worked well. Let's see if we can get another camera. Um, so uh, another brother purchases a camera for himself. Uh, so they decide we can get a couple more camera angles. Let's, why not? Make it a little interesting. It's, it's a lot easier to get a clean video when you have lots of material to work with. So he does this, sets up a camera, puts people out on each side of the balcony. But then there's a problem. That doesn't work so well when you can't communicate with one another. So he says, well, I've got to figure out how I'm going to make this work. So he goes and grabs some headsets, cheap ones, because he's young, can't really afford to uh, purchase a lot of equipment, uh, camp helped out a little bit, and got some, some headsets, plugs them into a mixer so that the camera people can coordinate with one another. It works pretty good. Uh, does that for about two years, and then decides... You know, we have this really nice facility here in Lehman Hall. Let's see if we can't somehow put the camera operators inside the booth. Um, now, to do that, there's lots of challenges to overcome. One is, how do you move a camera around if you are um, basically not anywhere close to it? Some sort of robotics, a pan tilt head, uh, starts to look these things up online and says, whoa, we can't afford to purchase these. These are like three, $4,000. So um, not deterred by this. Um, he was a very skilled individual at electronics. Says to himself, you know what I can do? I think we'll just go ahead and make those pan tilt heads. Why not? We got some parts here. We just need to get a few pieces of aluminum, cut them to the right sizes, put in some gears, add some motors, get some joysticks, add some circuitry, hook them up, no problem. Okay, so he does that. Works out pretty well, pretty well. Uh, puts them up there. Everybody's down in the video booth, can coordinate their shots and put them together. Um, shortly after this, Camp says, well, we want to support this a little bit more. So they buy a video mixer. 
put the video mixer in there. Now you can control the cameras all from one place. Somebody can sit there and mix it live so it doesn't have to be edited afterwards. And um, again, goes really well. People are enjoying watching these things afterwards. And then um, about a year or two after that, camp, says, uh, camp staff says, how can we support this ministry more? He says, well, you know, SD video is getting kind of old. Everybody's got HD TVs anymore. Why don't, we, uh, why don't we see if we can get some HD cameras in here? Camp advisor says, no problem. This is an excellent ministry. Uh, some cameras are purchased. Video looks great the next year. We have four camera angles. Uh, but the problem is, those pan tilt heads that he made the first time don't really fit these larger cameras. Back to square one. Decides we need to redesign the whole thing. Pulls all those apart, orders new pieces, uh, builds entirely new pan tilt heads. Again, saving thousands of dollars in the process. Um, a year goes by, looks at what we've got set up, something clicks. We have everything we need here to push video from Eastern Camp out to everyone across the nation and the world. Something we would have never even imagined five, six years ago. So, looks into it, talks to some people, coordinates with the camp advisors, uh, talks to the folks at Lehman Hall to permanently install cables, and uh, everything is put in place, and all of a sudden, everyone who couldn't come to camp now is coming. Via, via their computers at home, via churches that set up projectors in their, uh, in their areas. Um, and because of that, I believe uh, tr- uh, uh, camp attendance has actually increased. People say, wow, I want to go to that. They, they weren't sure about it, but they got the chance to see it. So all of a sudden, we're at, what, 900-something campers now? Crazy, crazy. Um, the other thing is, Monday night, 168 computers connected to, uh, to Eastern Camp Live. Uh, very, very cool. Because when you think about it, not only are 168 computers connected, but there's uh, at least two individuals, if not families, if not larger groups in front of those. So camp attendance, 1,500, 1,600, could be, could be as high as that. Uh, what similarities do these two stories have in common? Absolutely. What other similarities? They were interested in filling a need, so they researched, they did their homework, but not only did they do their homework, they tried, and when one thing didn't work, they tried another. They had limited resources. I like that. Absolutely. What else? Other similarities between these two young men. Nothing else? Okay. Well, one, one thing I found interesting is that 
when we asked for a list of gifts and talents, nobody said, oh, engineering or electronics. Nobody thinks of stuff like that, right? Um, but God gave those gifts to these individuals. They decided that they needed to be used for the purpose of edifying other people. And because of that, uh, with the case of the young boy from Kenya, that system got used all over the place and uh, basically benefited much more than just his immediate family. In the same respect, um, that ministry that grew from uh, basically helping out with forums turned into something that could benefit hundreds and hundreds of people later on. And I believe that God can do things like that through each one of you as well. Okay, so do not assume that you have nothing to contribute. David, Esther, Mary, Peter. Where are these people from? The Bible, okay? Right. They're very, very historical figures from the Bible. We all think of them uh, from time to time. But they all have something in common. What is that? No ideas? They're all very, very common individuals that God used to do very, very great things. How about David? What did God do through him? What was he originally? A shepherd boy. Meager beginnings. What did he do? Or what did he become even? I'm seeing somebody throwing a sling. Brought down a giant. Okay, but it didn't stop there. I mean, this guy took out a bear and a lion with his bare hands. What else? What else did God do through this man? He became king. Absolutely. Absolutely. From a shepherd boy to a king. Esther, who's that? Esther was a, a Hebrew, right? She was a Jew. Um, she found herself in a predicament because she became more or less a, a slave or a servant directly to the king. But God was able to use her to save her entire people because she won favor in the king's sight. Mary. Who's this Mary? Yeah, that one. <laughs> Mary, the mother of Jesus. Um, you teenage girls in here, can any of you imagine carrying the Son of God in your womb? It's a weird question, I know. But... Can you imagine the responsibility and burden that this young woman felt? Okay? Great things through ordinary people. Peter. What was Peter? Fisherman. Peter finds out later... What, 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 did, what one thing stands out that Peter did above most of the other things? Walked across the water... Awesome. Awesome. Very zealous individual. God using His faith and giving us an example of, of, of faith. 
Again, common people doing very awesome things. Getting direction. It's an arrow. (laughs) Okay. How do we know what our skills and talents are? How many of you have ever said, Lord, I don't know what I'm good for? Has that ever happened? Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt that you aren't really contributing anything because you just don't know what to do? Sometimes that happens. So, how do we find direction when we have no idea what it is that we're good at? Any guesses? Ask God, that's definitely one of them. What's that? Through other Christians? Very good. Asking God? Try, read the Bible? Absolutely. Okay. The first thing I think you ought to do is find something that you enjoy doing. Okay? We talked about running, we talked about electronics engineering. What are the things do you enjoy doing? Throw them at me. Singing. Playing sports. Interesting. How can you use playing sports for serving God? Can we? What's that? Reaching out to a youth center. Absolutely. Tim Tim Tebow. Okay. (laughs) What else? How else could you use something like that? Okay. Getting to know other people. Being an example. Being a Tim Tebow, I I guess. Uh, No, but being an example to other people through the way you conduct yourself. Okay, the point I'm trying to make here is that We need to get creative with the gifts and talents and skills that we have and stop using them for simply our own enjoyment. Okay? Because God has given us those for what purpose? To serve Him and to serve other people. Absolutely. What other things? Give me some more examples of things that you just enjoy doing in your spare time. Playing instruments, very good. What else? Dirt biking. Okay, you could use that as a, as a ministry. You know, there's a church that says it's biker friendly. I, I don't really know what it's all about. But, but uh, point is, there may be a, a, a point in time where you could reach out to somebody um, that doesn't know Christ through dirt biking even. What else? What are the things do you enjoy doing? Reading? Reading is good. You could start a book club, maybe a Bible study. What else? Drawing. Okay, that's an interesting one. Um, Do you think we need artists as a denomination? People who draw and are creative that way? Absolutely. How uh, How about that banner we have every year at camp? Does anybody appreciate coming into camp and is kind of excited to see what's up there? 
yeah, it's, it's cool. It's, it's, a, it's a neat thing that we have. Um, but it takes an artist to put that together. Okay? What other things? Cooking. Cooking is a good one because ACC folks love to eat. I heard a statistic that Christians uh, are more likely to be obese. Because... <laughs> because at every... Basically at every function, and if you think about it, it's kind of true. Basically at every function, um, there's some sort of food involved. You get together at somebody's house, what do you do? You eat. Okay, you, you hang out after church for fellowship, where do you go? Restaurant. Okay. But cooking is important because we need to serve other people. We need to feed those people. It's something that the body needs. What other things? One more. Fixing cars? Yes, absolutely. We can help our brothers and sisters that way. And there was one more hand and we'll, we'll stop there. Writing books. That's a good one. Writing books. I like that a lot. We have a couple brothers and sisters that have written some books through the, uh, through the years. Vic Slaughter's one of them. Um, I know of several others, but you can write down things that will really benefit other people. Somebody said, we can find out our gifts from other people. Ask. Say, uh, find somebody that you can uh, consult, console in. Maybe uh, an adult or someone that you respect, or maybe even your friends, and say, hey, I really am unsure of, of what direction uh, God has for me in my life and how I can serve Him better. What do you think I could do uh, to serve Him? I guarantee you they will have something in mind, people that know you the best, um, that you can serve. And going along with that, we need to encourage one another when we see those gifts being used. Seeking out needs. Those two stories, they both had something very uh, much in common. There was both a, a need there and unless you are actively seeking, unless you're, digging, unless you're digging for those needs, you can't fill them. Okay. <laughs> One of the most important things somebody said was ask God. I don't think it's important that we ask God to just give us talents and gifts. I think it's more important that we ask Him to open the door for us to have a ministry to serve Him. Getting creative. We kind of did that, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll kind of bypass that. But one thing that I heard once is that it's not always having resources that's important. It's being resourceful. Meaning, just because you don't have what you think you need to complete a task... Chances are, you can find it, or if you can't, you can seek out someone who may have those skills required to accomplish that task. Okay, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Let no man despise thy youth. 
Um, do many of you here feel that you are doing uh, great acts of service and uh, basically benefiting lots and lots of people as teenagers? Raise your hand if you feel that way. Why not? What's that? Raise your hand if you feel that you are doing great acts of service for the church, for the edification of the body, or just for plain other people. Okay, a couple, a couple. Why, uh, what, what challenges are you facing that's preventing you to do that? Is it a lack of desire? Uh, let, let me ask this. Who desires to do great things for the purpose of God? Some of you may not. That's fine. If you're a Christian, that's not fine. If you're <laughs> you need to be asking God for that, that drive and for that purpose. What's preventing you from, from obtaining those things? Anybody feel compared to, compelled to share that? Direction is one of them. Okay. And hopefully our last set of topics gives you some direction. What else? What is preventing you from doing great things for the kingdom of God? What? Indifference. What do you mean? Yeah. Um, apathy might, might be a good, a good word for that. Just being content with the way it is. Um, I think it's very easy to like to be served. It's very difficult sometimes to be that servant. Right? Because uh, we're comfortable. We've placed some sod on the pinnacle and those things have gotten covered up. But if you remember the sermon from, from last year, what happens when the, the waves and the, the struggles come? All gets wiped away. All gone. I believe that the people in this room are in the very best place to do great things for the kingdom of God. Any ideas why you, you folks here, you guys, I don't know what the... I feel so old. Uh, I don't know what the proper term would be to call a group of people. Y'all, uh, we are in Virginia. Why do you think you've, you, you guys are in the best place to serve God or to do great things? like David and Esther and Mary. Nothing holding us back. Energy. Sometimes you have energy, not necessarily this morning, but yes, energy. You have the resources. Absolutely. You have time. Who feels they have time for this? To, uh, time to serve God. Okay. Who feels they have the busiest schedule in the world? Ever feel that way? Um, no college students yet, right? A couple. A couple. Uh, high school students, right? 
Um, how many of you have jobs on the side? Very good, very good. Do you think you still have free time? Yeah, you probably do. Um, we like to be a little melodramatic about how much time we may or may not have. Oh, I feel so busy. I feel so busy. I need to check my Facebook status again. Oh, it's still the same. I don't know. Okay. Yes, absolutely. You have more time than you think. Um, you have the resources. Do you, think you, do you feel you have the support to do great things? I think you do. Um, I think we as a church could do a better job of, of showing that to you. But I think ultimately you have the support. Um, do you think it's important to seek out support for doing great acts of service or for using your gifts and talents and skills? Do you think it's important to do that? Okay, say I told you to go and dig a hole and pull out some buried treasure. Go do it. What happens? What's the first thing you would do? Find a shovel. That's a good step. What's the second thing you would do? What? Okay, how do you find where the treasure is? A metal detector? Okay, that might work. What if somebody already knows where it is? Ask for directions. What's that? Isn't that that movie Holes where they're, they're walking around and they're, they're kind of in a camp and they're just digging holes randomly, right? Eventually they might find something, maybe not. So yes, it's absolutely critical that we seek out support and help when we want to serve God and when we want to use those talents. Or even if we just want to find out what those talents are. You will be surprised at how much support you have. Okay, one more verse. Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Have you ever seen an, an older person, a senior citizen, who is very cranky, who complains about everything, and is in constant uh, pain, or doesn't like young people, get off my yard, that type of thing? You see it personified on, on television and in comics. I think that one crankshaft or something like that is he's a bus driver, cranky old guy. This is kind of a personification of that mentality. Because when you're young, you have the ability to do this and it doesn't hurt. <laughs> okay? You know what I'm saying? You you still have the energy, you have the physical ability to do the things. And so if you wait too long, not only will that uh, start to dissipate. I, I was standing up in the, the video booth the other day, and all of a sudden, I winched, and somebody's like, are you all right? I'm like, nah, my hip's messed up. I'm like, 26. <laughs> but not only will that energy and the physical sense start to disappear, but you will find that when you hit college, when you start getting a full-time job, that all the time that you once had to do those great things is gone. 
You'll have all sorts of new responsibilities, maybe kids. And so, yeah, absolutely. We need to make sure that we're, we're taking advantage of that time. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. This list is very finite, but I believe that God has the intention to use every single aspect and characteristic that you have in your life for serving, for glorifying God, and for doing awesome things for one another. Why? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Okay. Bringing it all to the surface. I want you to raise your hand, and this is going to, I'm asking, this is asking you to kind of put yourself out here, but I have a couple, couple things I want to ask you if you feel that you may be good at, or you may enjoy, or you may feel skilled, gifted, or talented in, okay? Raise your hand if you think you are good at cooking. Okay, look around a little bit. Quite a few people. Raise your hand if you think you are good at sports, if you are a coordinated individual. None of this, none of this like half hand raises, okay? Raise your hand if you are if you think you are a good fellowshipper. If you are good at talking to other people one on one, communicating. This is if you're good at, at basically communicating in a social presence, okay? Raise your hand if you think you are good at speaking. Public, public speaking, okay? Raise your hand if you think you, are, you have a good sense of ingenuity. A few being able to see how things work together and how to problem solve. Okay, yeah. Yeah, a clarification. Raise your hand if you think you have the gift of speaking in tongues. That is a lot more than I expected. How about evangelism? Evangelism, sharing the gospel with other people. Two, two and a half. Guys, that's our mission, okay? We need to, we need to actively be seeking to perfect that one. How about uh, discernment? Knowing when to speak, what not to speak. How about uh, knowledge? Who's a very good student in here? How about let's go with A- and above average? Okay, you're gifted in knowledge. You are gifted. How many of you are gifted in forgiveness? Forgiveness. 
How many of you have a hard time with that? One more. Who thinks they have the gift of vision? I don't mean futuristically. I'm not, I'm not talking anything like that. The gift of vision. I have a few hands. What do I mean by the gift of vision? I mean, you can have an idea. You can see how that idea can come to pass. You can see what individuals need to be involved to make that happen. I think this is something that few people have, but let me tell you, we need to pray for these individuals. Because it's people like that that made uh, Eastern Camp, where we are today, happen. Praise God for it, honestly. It is, it is extremely a vital part of, of our denomination, I believe. Um, but I don't think that God is done with just ideas like Eastern Camp. I think that there are still individuals whom God will give vision to to do great, marvelous things that will ultimately benefit hundreds and hundreds of people. Okay. Any, uh, any last comments anybody would like to make? Praise God. I think we're going we're gonna to call it a wrap and uh, go to teen choir with the intention of doing the best possible job you can. God will bless you for it.